Hi everyone, this is Jackson Swear, entrepreneur and navigator for Startup Hutch and your host for The Hot Seat. This month, I sat down with Shelly Bartell, co-owner of Bartell Kitchen and Bath. This is a business in Bueller, Kansas, a great small community in Reno County that we're happy to celebrate. This will be the first in a series of two episodes featuring Bueller businesses. I talked to Shelly about the hard work that goes into creating a successful business and the importance of carrying on the tradition of a family-owned business as well. We talk about the importance of taking care of your customers, particularly in our changing economic environment, and also the importance of working together as a community with other small business owners to support each other and to lift all boats to create a thriving local economy in one of our great Reno County communities. Give it a listen. To get us started, can you tell me who you are and what business you own? My name is Shelley Bartell, and I'm co-owners with my husband, Chris, of Bartell Kitchen and Bath. Awesome. So how long have you and your husband owned this business? This February, it's been 10 years. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. And how long has Bartell Kitchen and Bath been around? It'll be 49 years in October, so almost 50 years. Very good, very good. All right, so maybe I will jump back in later and talk a little bit about the process of purchasing a business and then continuing its success on through the years. But I want to just get us started with a simple question. You know, what do you like about being a business owner? I, I've always been in business. My family, I'm a third generation uh, business owner. I think to me, it's just helping people. It's being around people and being able to, you know, make your own schedules nice. But, you know, as business owners knows, sometimes our schedules are longer, but it's just, it's nice to be in a community and be able to help out that way. Now we're here in Bueller, Kansas. So certainly we're we've got a little bit of the small town rural feel here. What does it mean to be a main street business in Bueller? It, it's very special. Um, there is only a handful of us. And I think that what you find downtown is we all care. Everybody wants everybody to succeed. Because like we say downtown, if I don't succeed, you don't succeed. And so we know that we're in it together. And I think that's kind of different than your larger because you sometimes don't know your neighbors. Talk to me a little more about that. What have you done and what has Bueller done to try to foster that sense of community among your small businesses here? You know, we've done a lot of different things in the past. Chris and I really have a passion for community. Uh, we know that we're going to live here forever. So we really have a passion to just work together. So we have actually started our chamber again. Um, this is about second year now. And so it's just getting back together, bringing events to town, whether it be a community barbecue or even a vendor event. It brings new people to Bueller. And, you know, when they're here, we always like to tell them where everybody else is. And that's one thing that our downtown is really working on, is really telling everybody where else to go. Awesome. So, you know, that gives us a little bit of a sense of you and your motivations for doing that and, and also the community that you have here in Bueller. Let's talk a little bit, bit more about your business. Tell our listeners what your business does and kind of what your business model is. Basically, we are a full turnkey kitchen and bath remodeling. 
So we tell everybody we do everything inside the home except for carpet. And we tell them to go next door to Newfelt's for carpet. But, you know, that's so we are we have subcontractors in that. So basically we are a one stop shop for them. Has that always been the nature of the business or has that changed and evolved over time? It has changed. Um, when Luane started it, it was a full um, start to finish. So he designed it, they built it. And that was for about, I think we talked to, it was 1993. They quit manufacturing because they, you know, Luane had a very high standard for what you got. It was top of the end. I mean, everything was built out of, you know, wood and had the best of everything. And when it got to be where like manufacturing and that, that's when Luane found a company that would do what he did at, its, at a lower cost, but he'd never, you know, never gave up that quality. That was before you purchased it? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So that was when that, that change happened. So mm-hmm. when you bought the business, you already had some relationships with some vendors who yes, you would get product did. from and you'd put those in place. How do you manage that dynamic where you've got costs that for, for bringing in things and you have to kind of figure out how to negotiate that with your customers? Does that create any challenges for the business at all? Yes and no. Basically, you know, we kind of set where we're at. We kind of know we are not going to be the lowest stop, and we might not be, but we are going to make it what fits for you. That is one thing that Chris and I have really tried to push hard is we want it to be all-inclusive, whether you have the smallest budget or total custom budget. We want to find something for you here. So that's kind of been our push is to try to find different. When we go to markets, we look for something. We'll never sell something that we will not put in our own home. So that's one thing we look at with suppliers is, would we use that? You know, are we going to put that in our own home? And if the answer is no, we won't sell it. You know, I think it's really important and particularly, you know, for our audience of listeners, potential small business owners, potential entrepreneurs who haven't started existing business owners, this idea that you have to figure out what your identity is um, and and how you fit within the marketplace is really important. So you know that you're not going to be the cheapest. Mm -hmm. So you're competing on a quality level. And talk to us a little bit more about that. Does that ever create some conflicting values for you in the business? Or do you have a pretty clear image that you want to prioritize quality above all else? Yes, we do. And that's one thing we always say is, you know, we are not going to go away from that. When you come here, it's like we're sold to a family. And I think every business needs to do that. I mean, it's, you know, we want it to be what we would. You know, when you buy something from us 10 years later, you can still call us and say, so no, we don't want to get, you know, we never want to compromise that with our customers. So I get a real sense that there's a real personal feeling and a personal touch that you're trying to bring to the business. Are you and your husband the only two people who work here? And and if you do have employees, how do you get them on board with kind of that that mission of your company to prioritize quality? Well, we have an advantage of they have all been here longer than me. Let's see, Melanie's been here 30 years now. So everybody started with the lane. They know what it's, you know, and they've been like family. So it is, everybody just does it the same way. Everybody's got a great heart. They want to make it the best. And that's why owning a small business is really, I love it because that's what you get. You know, your employees aren't just employees. They're part of your family. And so it's really been easy. Um, You know, later we've had some employees come and go. 
And you know, it's nice because we can be their stepping stone and everybody we've hired that's maybe used us as a stepping stone has that family, has that customer always comes first. I think that's been in my head since I was a little kid and our, my parents' business is, you know, it is the customer. It's about the customer. That I think brings us nicely into this conversation about purchasing an existing business and trying to continue its success through the years. And I think this is something that's really important for people because we have a lot of great businesses across Reno County and they don't always find that next new owner. And that can be a real tragedy, particularly for some of our smaller towns where the loss of one or two businesses can have a really big economic impact. So talk to us a little bit, and, and I'm not asking you to to uncover all of the, the details of the transaction, of course, but talk to us a little bit about what that process was like. How did you approach buying a business? How did you make the connection to have this opportunity? And were there any challenges along the way as you went to purchase the business? When we were purchasing the business, we knew it was going to happen. When Chris and I got married 29 years ago, he told me, this is my dream. Um, I want to own the shop. I love doing it. I love Bueller. So the little girl from Newton <laughs> moved over here. And, you know, it it has had its ups and downs. I think what mainly you had to do was we couldn't switch overnight. You have to ease the changes into it because not only are you buying this new business, you literally are buying, for better words, you're buying the customers. And the customers are used to a, a certain way that's done. And so just easing into your your changes into it. And we found that over 10 years that that's something we have been able to do. We may have not done things the same way, but it's definitely helped us. Awesome. So did you have to finance the purchase? Was that something that I don't, again, I don't want all of the yeah. details, but just, <laughs> you know, talk to us a little bit about how how you made that possible or was there, I mean, I think there's a family connection. Yes. So often that can kind of make things easier. Um, was there anything that you had to navigate in those fronts? Talk to us a little bit more about how it was possible for you to buy the business. Well, uh, one thing that made it easier for us is we are in a buying group and we actually were the first people to go through a purchase with them. So Chris and Lowane both worked with someone and went back and forth about how to do that and move along with that. And yeah, it was, you know, financing it's a little different with, with your family and things like that, but, you know, it's just finding that right spot. So for us, you know, Chris's dad felt like he was getting what he put his heart and soul into and something that we could carry on, but still make it, you know, because we do, we want to carry on his legacy. And so, yeah, that was kind of easier for us because we were in this program we were Chris and Lewayne were the one of the two. So they actually helped make a program in our buying group that helps the next people into this situation. Well, it's it's a parallel that wasn't intended when we scheduled this, but one of the other success stories that we've shared was Conklin Cars, another family-owned oh, business yes. out of Hutchinson. And uh, listeners may recall, or if they haven't heard the episode, should go back and listen to my conversation with Bud Conklin as well. Uh, he also emphasized this need to make sure that it's fair for everybody involved, particularly yes. when you've got family involved in the transaction. But as somebody who is uh, helped with different business transitions that don't necessarily involve family, I would echo that that that's true 
in general. There always has to be some fairness for what's best for the buyer and what's best for the seller. And that's it's never going to be exactly <laughs> yeah. the same for anybody, is it right, Sterling? So, um, so you have to negotiate that. And I think it's important to get that done. Okay, so you've been uh, operating this business for the last 10 years. What have been some of your greatest successes, the things that you're the most proud of? I think it's just that we've been able to, you know, sometimes you wonder, are we going to be able to carry on this legacy? And going into an entrepreneurship, you know, there's a lot of husband-wife teams, and it's just been great for the two of us. You know, I think it's something that's not said when you're in a partnership with your It's like, oh, you have to be with them seven days a week. But it's actually, Chris and I are really proud of how we've been able to work together. He does his, I do mine. You know, so he, we work on our strengths and weaknesses where, you know, that could have been something that was, we could have butt heads with, but, you know, we've worked there, but we have been able to move forward We've changed the showroom. We've we've done some different educational things so we know, you know, what we need to do. So I think that Lewayne will be proud of what, what we're doing. Awesome. And now I, we talked a little bit about community earlier, and I know that one of the things that you've done is try to help open up some space for other small business owners and, and new entrepreneurs to get started. So can you talk to us a little bit about that and what you've done there? Yeah, that's one thing that you know, Chris and I both coming from that entrepreneurial spirit. I have another job too that I just love. And um, we have purchased the rest of the buildings next to us and there's a very small spot. And we know how it is when you're first started, you really don't have a lot of money. So we have what we call our little incubator. Um, right now there's no one in it. So we have some of our things in there, but we, what we're doing is we're letting a business come in. It's a very soft spot for low rent. And then we're going to gradually move up when they move up. And then once they get established and they're moving, we're able to find them another spot in Bueller, you know, that way they can afford that rent that maybe is, you know, a little bit more and we can help them succeed and the nice part about it is there's people that make not come into their business that come into our business. And so they're like, why they're here, it's connected to ours. And they go, oh, what's down there, you know, or, or vice versa. Awesome. I think those, those opportunities to partner with people, but also to lift up other people who are kind of coming up behind you um, is really great. And I applaud you for doing that. I think there's a little bit of a opportunity for mentoring that can happen there as well. Have you found that that is a, a relationship that you get into sometimes with the people that, that are taking your space? Yeah, we have had, you know, it's fun to see some of the young entrepreneurs come in and, you know, just help them. I think that's one thing about Bueller and a small town is everybody's willing to help everybody and tell them something or, you know... With some of the new businesses in town, they may not have their credit card machine set up yet. So what do we do? We take ours and we give it to them and use it, you know, or just little things like that that they need to have that maybe they didn't think of. And that's why we're there to help then. Awesome. So staying on the subject of mentors, but pivoting it around to you, have you had any um, critical mentors uh, for yourself or for you and your husband as you have navigated entrepreneurship, either with this business or some of your previous ventures as well? Yeah, we actually have. I've had the blessing to be in a very large, for me, some of my mentors are my family members that some of them have had two or three businesses and, you know, it's some have made it, some haven't. They gave, you know, us lots of ideas. But even around town, when I first came to town, we hadn't bought the shop yet. 
But Vicki Adrian, her and I had, you know, lunch every day. So it was that family business we kind of talked about because we knew down the road that, you know, buying this is what was going to happen. And so, you know, that, but as you guys probably heard too, I love going to the to classes and learning new things. And there's always something else to learn because somebody knows something that it, it'll help us. We have to just keep trying things. And John Shellert's boot camp, um, I loved it. We had a great time, learned so much and literally came back from it and took out a wall the next day. I um, mean, just different aspects of people seeing. John was a great one. Um, we just went to your class, the rural entrepreneurship class. That was very, very enlightening. So, you know, that's kind of what I want to tell some of those younger people is don't be afraid to get out of your my box because the class was out of my box. Um, and it really was very enlightening to me. So anytime we can come to one of those classes, it's always worth it because, you you know, you may not think it at the time. But, you know, like just a couple weeks later, I'm going, oh, I know, you know, <laughs> you know where to go. You know the resources and and you guys have a great resource. And Well, thank yeah, thank yeah. <laughs> you for the plug there, Shelly. I do appreciate that. Startup Hutch does try to provide opportunities for business owners mm-hmm. across Reno County to get that training. And I think the that, that rural businesses training was, I, I have heard lots of good things about that. I'm glad that you appreciated it. And uh, Destination Boot Camp with John Schallert is a really a, a world-class training mm-hmm. that we're, uh, we've been able to connect some people to across Reno County and, and hope to send some people back uh, again in the future. I understand he's running another training here in April, and I'm sure he's... At, you know, he took a little bit of a hiatus on the in-person trainings during the pandemic. He's back to doing that again. And we're hoping to send some more businesses through that in the future as that as that takes place. So I think that's really important as well. And I'm glad that you emphasize not only the mentorship, but also the need for additional training and continuing to learn. I think that mindset of being a lifelong learner is important for everybody, but it's especially important if you're trying to be in business. Um, Speak a little bit more about the changes that have had to take place. And I'm wondering, you know, have, has the, the internet and, and e-commerce has been a big change that's really ramped up in the last 10 years while you've owned the business, but you also have a pretty small town feel and you've got local customers as well. So it, has that been a big impact for you? Um, let's just start start there. Has, has e-commerce and the internet had a big impact on your business? You know, um, we did think that was going to hurt us in that, but, you know, we kind of just have to step back and think, how are we different? You know, so what we have been able to do is, you know, you could be cheaper online, but are you going to get the customer service? So that is what we've always been about is customer service. So we've had to adjust a little bit, but that customer service. So, you know, if you have a problem with it and you get it from us, you're going to make the phone call and we're going to do all the back work from you. So if you buy it online and something happens, you know, you're not going to have to take it out, pay somebody to take it out, ship it back to the company and then go from there. So, you know, that's one thing that, you know, yes and no. Um, There's a lot of things that you can, but that's just for us. We've stuck to, for one, we don't put anything in that's not ours because we can't, we can't warranty it. And, you know, that's, that's one big thing that, you know, we just need to know where the products are. Sometimes like everything else, it's maybe not the same. Like you can get it at Home Depot and you can get it from us, but ours, you know, it, they make it just for that. 
or, you know, different places like that. So, you know, it, it is, but it's not really. I think the thing that that is, you just have to flip your brain, change your attitude about it and work with it. We know it's going to be here. It's not going anywhere. So, you know, make it so it works for you. I, lo- I love that attitude about challenges or headwinds that your business might be facing, that you just kind of have to figure out how to orient yeah. yourself. Yeah. And, you know, it's almost, uh, it makes me think about learning to sail in a small sailboat as a child, which I haven't done in ages. But <laughs> I seem to remember that it was actually easier to get going faster when you were going pretty much into the wind, um, <laughs> as long as you knew how to get the sail facing the right way, right? So I think there's maybe a lesson there in business in that metaphor. Have there been any other challenges that you have had to figure out how to lean into at the right angle uh, in the business? Yeah, we we don't do anything. We don't do things like everybody else. Now we've learned that we charge to come to your house first, and we get people go, yeah, but you're not going to come out. No, we change. So you know, we've had some challenges that way, but they've turned out for the better. Where that was me coming in versus Chris, you know, that one person sees it one way, you know, so it is a give and take that way. And it's actually worked out for the better because people go, oh, you're not like every, you know, you're not like everybody else. And, you know, like I explained to the people, we're saving you time. So I think it's that positive attitude and that positive spin on things. You know, I could just say, you know, well, yeah, they don't do it, but we do. But no, you have to explain it to the people. So I think that's the thing that's been a something we've done different that everybody else had, you know. I mean, I think there's a few people that do it, but when we started it, it's a risk to do that. And so, and it was actually a risk that actually was great for both the customer and us. Now I want to spend a little bit of time thinking about the future. You know, what what are your plans and what is your vision for Bartell Kitchen and Bath going forward? Well, Chris and I have a date, a retirement date, and he set that up a long time ago. Um, But, you know, just being able to keep it going. We don't want it to quit because if it does, you know, if something does happen and we do have to quit, where are people going to be? You know, it's like those, those bonds that you've made through the years. I mean, what would those? So yeah, we do have, if somebody walked in here today and said, hey, would you sell your business? We would probably say yes, but we would have to take some time and make sure it's the right person because our name is on the door. You know, you do want it to be that they know who they're dealing with. They know when they walk in the door that they're dealing with usually the owners or somebody that's close there. So, you know, that is down the plans. Yes, we plan on keep expanding different lines. You know, we just keep looking for new things to bring in to their, you know, we someday want to have a retail kitchen store inside. You know, we have all these kitchens and stuff. We we've that's been something that's been on the drawing board for a while, but we just haven't, you know, it just hasn't seen that step yet. So, you know, we have a lot of bright, you know, fun ideas that Chris and I want to try. And but I think right now we're just, you know, we're still that little engine. We're still just going. You know, it's been 10 years, but I can see us probably in five more years having some of those things that we vision adding to, adding to Bueller, you know, really. Well, talk to me a little bit more about that. Is there a, is there a vision for Bueller and for downtown and for Main Street that you're trying to foster as well? <laughs> yes, we are. Um, Chris and I both, we, you know, we just love Bueller. We, like I said, I've grown up in a business. I just want to see people. It is a very... 
don't know really how to say it, but it's great seeing somebody as an entrepreneur when they feel like, oh, I made it, I did it, you know, or they make that first year, or they make that fifth year. And we do want to keep growing Bueller. Chris and I are always out looking for the newest. I've talked to two businesses in the last Last week when I go out shopping or I see something new, you know, it's like, hey, have you ever thought of coming to, Be- you know, a little town or branching out? And we know that we're going to have to help them. And so, yes, we do have big visions. Chris is on economic development. So he, we really do want to bring, bring a lot to Bueller. Well, awesome. I, you know, I, I just want to really applaud you for your, for your community leadership. And also I want to acknowledge that it takes a lot of, um, attention and planning to try to figure out what your exit strategy is. And you had some advantages with the family owned business and, you know, generations before you who had also done that planning, but that it's really important to start that process earlier before you really want to sell the business. Right. And I, I hear that and what you're, and what you're sharing as well. You have visions for growth for this company and plans for expansion, but you also have a plan for if you need needed to transition out and you know what that would probably look like. And that's something that I think a lot of people miss when they're business owners is they're, they're always planning for the future where they're going to own the business, but they miss on the planning for when they're not going to own the business. Yeah. And I always tell people, you know, you need to start that plan preferably three years before you want to sell the business, really yeah. five to yeah. 10 years before you want to sell the business is really the right time to start that. So just want to applaud that as well. So I just want to get us out of here on one final question. What is one thing about being a business owner that having been successful for a number of years, owned multiple businesses and done multiple entrepreneurial things, what's one thing that you think that somebody who's just starting out might find a little bit surprising that would be of great value for them to know when they get started? Maybe maybe something, a lesson that you've learned from the school of hard knocks that somebody could learn from the school of Shelley Bartell today. You think being your own boss is going to be fun. <laughs> And it's, you know, or the time. I I guess I've always seen it, but a lot of people don't realize the time you put in. You have to be open when your customers want you to be. I mean, if, you know, you do, you have to be open when your customers are going to come in. That's one thing is learning that is it's not you're going to come in at eight and you close at five and you're going to go home. And I think a lot of people think, oh, if I'm my boss, you know, my own boss, I get to make my own schedule and I get to you know, and there is long hours. And, you know, for us, I knew it was long hours coming in and it was still like, I'm still here at nine (laughs) o'clock. So, um, but that's how you become successful is just managing that time. So. Well, thank you, Shelly, for the time today and for all the time that you have put into this business and also into the community of Bueller. I think this is going to be uh, one of two episodes that we have featuring Bueller businesses. I think this will be the first one to come out. So listeners to this podcast will have another Bueller business to look forward to coming up in the future, which for us might be later today, but for you all listeners is going to be next month. So Shelly, thank you again for taking the time to chat with us today. We are in your lovely office space. I can tell that you are a business that deals with fixtures and wood. This is a beautiful space that we are in. So thank you for lending this space to us as well. It's been a great pleasure to chat with you today. Thank you guys for what you guys do.
And also, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. I also need to thank Bowercom for the cover art and Christopher Acker and Salt City Sound for help with recording and posting the podcast. If you'd like to find out more about Startup Hutch, you can find us on our website, startuphutch.com, or on most social media platforms at Startup Hutch. We hope that if you're a business owner, you'll also consider joining the Startup Hutch Idea Exchange, our private Facebook group where small business owners in Reno County can share ideas about business and ask each other questions. Finally, I hope that you'll do us a favor by sharing the podcast and also by letting us know if there's anybody that you'd like to have on the podcast in the future. You can reach us either in the comment section on Facebook or by using the contact page on our website. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in next time. 